From VinePair's New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Teeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jamal. And this is the VinePair Podcast. Are you in a heat wave? Because we are. Uh, it's warm, but no. it's, uh, it's it, We are having a very uh, a gentle year so far. It's, uh, it's <laughs> wow. Really delightful. It's like 80 you're doing a, today. Wow. You know, um, you're making me consider Seattle as a destination. Oh, man. I think I, Seattle's I feel great. Like <laughs> I feel like this podcast might collapse in on itself if you move to if you move to Seattle, Adam. I, I'd almost did when Joanna just said what she said. She needs to get out. <laughs> the door's right here. It opens by sliding left to right. You slide it to the left, head on out. It's been great having you as a co-host for the last year mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. year and a half. But uh but now you got to go. You'll find someone else. Yeah. I always do. Okay. <laughs> I am appreciating this banter as I always do, but like we have possibly the topic I've, I'm most excited about to cover. We've exactly. ever covered Let's on this podcast. Let's get into it. Let's talk so about excited. what we drank. Let's get to business. Like I am stoked. Let's go. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's start off. Well, you know who's even more stoked than you, I think, about this topic is Josh, mm-hmm. you know, Vine, Vine Pair co founder, uh, who is the is the sleuth that came upon the story and started doing some digging but uh but we'll, we'll get into it in a second but uh yeah so zach what have you been drinking first let's let you get it out of the way so we can just start rolling <laughs> i'm gonna move quickly uh so actually it was really nice caitlin and the kids and i went out to dinner over uh earlier this week went out with a friend of ours who's a beverage director for a restaurant company here in seattle went to one of their new places um and she pulled out a bottle that i didn't even know existed which was a bottle of falangina from ridge Fruit comes mm. from Mendocino. Apparently, they make very little of it. And she, because she has uh, all the connects, was able to get like a case of it. And she's oh, wow. like, yeah, we got a case of it. It's already, we've sold 11 of the bottles already. She's like, I saved one for us. And I was like, dope. Uh, it's cool. It's really interesting. It's blended with, it's like 81% Falangina and 19% Roussan, which is an mm. unusual blend, but cool. Uh, and just a lot of fun. And like a good reminder, like, there are so many interesting things happening in American viticulture. I mean, obviously it's not something that listeners to the podcast are going to be surprised at me saying, but like, it's very fun to see people trying out both some of these uh, lesser known varieties like Falangina and to some extent Roussan, frankly, um, but also like putting them together in ways that you just, I don't think you would ever see that blend anywhere else, certainly anywhere in Europe. Um, I'm pretty sure that like no one is growing both of those varieties in, in the same region. So uh, it is just kind of a nice, cool, interesting reminder of, how the sort of freedom and flexibility in places like the U.S. to make wine in whatever way people want uh, can definitely have some cool and enjoyable um, fruit, I guess, to make a sort of pun. Mm-hmm. How about you, Joanna? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we we had some friends over this past weekend for fajitas on Saturday night, so I decided to make pitcher margaritas. What, what was your recipe? Uh, for the fajitas? No, for the margaritas. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Did you forget that Vine Pair is a drinks publication? Yeah, but, if, yeah, yeah. but if you would like to share yeah, us your fajita recipe as well, I'm all ears. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> three. I, I, I didn't go Tommy's. I went uh, three cups Blanco, one and a half cups Cointreau, and one and a half cups lime juice. They were v- really strong. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't make a lot, like large batch drinks often. Yeah. And I definitely didn't dilute it enough because everyone got pretty tanked. Um, but that was my fault. And <laughs> that was my fault. I take the I take the blame. Yeah, um, I'll figure it out for next time. We also had some uh, Mexican style lager from Threes called Echo of Nothing, and and that was pretty good too. It's made with uh, flaked corn. 
and had like vaguely corny notes, which was good. But mm. I feel, and we also had some Modelo, but like I don't often go for a Mexican style lager. Yeah. That isn't like, you know, Corona. An actual Mexican lager. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was corny. It was corny. A little bit. Interesting. Vaguely corny. Yeah. That was good. What, <laughs> about, what about you, Adam? Uh, so I haven't had a lot to drink recently. The most memorable thing I drank was actually based on the food, mm-hmm. which is on f- last Friday night. I ha- I went to Rayo's with you, Joanna, <laughs> and uh, and Josh and Mark on our team, because uh, Josh has the old school New York connect. Yeah. Um, and so we went to to Rayo's for dinner, and their wine list is not really a wine list; it's more like, you know, you want Chianti, you want Barbaresco, like where, what Barbaresco? I don't know. But so we we got the Chianti, and it was the Peppoli. The Antonori Peppoli, <laughs> uh, old school. They've always had it. Apparently, there uh, we had we had a nice bottle of that, and then I had a gin martini to start the night. Mm-hmm. That was literally straight gin, <laughs> and I shared I shared a, a car home with Joanna, and I'm sure she was like, "Wow, Adam's drunk," because I was just like talking. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, the martini was just the glass was it was straight gin. You're pretty chatty already. Yeah, but then I think I was really chatty the whole way. <laughs> I, like I got out of the I got out of the car and I went inside to see Naomi and I was like I think I talked to, Na- to Joanna the whole <laughs> ride home and didn't let her talk at all and Naomi was like yeah because you're you're definitely intoxicated <laughs> I was like it's definitely the gin martini with no vermouth <laughs> so Caitlin and I have a term for this which which we like I don't know if it uh, will translate to the larger audience but we call that level of intoxication uh, being a drunkable because um, you're like Drunkable. pleasant and like it's kind of charming, but it's also like, oh, that person is drunk. But they're just kind of like I'm imagining you're just kind of like, you know, just kind of rambling, probably pretty happy. You're not like you know, about, breaking yeah. shit or, yeah. or crying. You're just you're, you're drunk no crying. No. And I loved, I, you know, of course, <laughs> we, we didn't specify the lemon twist. It just came with a lemon twist. But did you right. see what the twist was? It wasn't even the twist. What it, what they do at Reyes is so old school is they take. You know the the wedge of not a wedge of lemon, but like a a half moon of lemon, and they just cut the out field. the sh- the <laughs> the fruit oh part, right? God. The flesh, it's so like it still you, has the pith, and they just throw it in the glass. <laughs> what you get for an espresso? Yeah, like mm-hmm. what you would get for an espresso. I had okay. the old school espresso too. Yes, that was did. intense. <laughs> that was really intense. It didn't help. No, it did not help at all. I, yeah, like, that I might thought explain it was... the chattiness more than the martini. <laughs> yeah, it's like so much espresso straight to the face. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so that was what I drank this week. But now let's get into this. Yes. So, Zach, you're very excited. Oh. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you get into it, but oh, I'll, I'll start. Please. So we publish a story uh, on the VinePair site for those of you who keep track on the days we publish on Thursday, this past Thursday. About a the announcement on behalf of the of Major League Baseball <laughs> that they had a new official vodka. Now the official vodka is from a company that did not exist. Basically, it seems like until this official vodka was announced. <laughs> um, our our crackpot journalism team here at Vine did a lot of investigating. The, the wait, wait, no, were no, responsible crack, for the not story. Crackpot. That would be different. Oh, I said our, ace. our ace, our ace team. Yeah, crackpot. What am I thinking? Our ace team. So it was a lot of people involved. Josh Mallon, my co-founder, was really involved in reporting the story. Tim McCurdy, uh, Nicolette. Was Baker. Baker was also in you know really involved, so they really started doing a lot of digging into what this was. At first, when we got the original press release, we honestly thought it was a joke. Yeah. Like we were like, "There's how is Major League Baseball 
doing this official vodka with a brand that's never existed. How is this not smeared off or whatever? But then, lo and behold, we went to the Major League Baseball website, and there was the press release announcing this official partnership. So upon much, much digging, it turns out the person who owns this company has had a slew of other very questionable companies in his past. Mm -hmm. Some Web3 stuff, some investment stuff, uh, a weird tailgating company that was like this thing that goes on the back of your trailer for like a cooler or whatever that he had invented. Yeah, lots of patents. Mm -hmm. Some that exist, some that don't exist. Lots of claims on the website about the vodka, but then no record of the vodka in any official government Yep. Sources, right? So nothing with the alcohol. No TTB ID. Yeah, no TTP ID. Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. A, a little bit of stuff in Canada, but then also all of the addresses for the company here in the U.S. are attached to mailboxes right. that are owned by the mailbox companies, right? like mailboxes, et cetera, basically owns these mailboxes. So it's not even – it's questionable if it's even an American company. Uh, it's all very odd. And so the question becomes like – why would the major? Why would Major League Baseball do this? Right. Like, why are they working with this weird company? And couldn't they get someone else? Because aren't just sports like the number one thing in these days to have associated with alcohol? Right. Like, if you look at the success of, basically, you can tie the success of High Noon at Gallo all the way back to High Noon's partnership initially with their with not their vodka but Gallo's vodka New Amsterdam with the NHL right the NHL basically built New Amsterdam then you have the connection to Barstool Sports then you have the creation of Pink Whitney it further creates this huge rabid audience connected to sports and then you obviously have High Noon right there's lots of stuff like this is why Diageo is willing to pay the premium they're willing to pay to be the official sponsor of the of the NFL Gallo is the official wine sponsor of the NFL you have obviously Budweiser Molson Coors is going to be the first advertiser uh, is going to advertise to the NFL for the first time in 30 years mm-hmm. right so people really want to circle around sports so what the fuck is Major League Baseball doing well it's also just weird because the MLB has other official drink sponsors including Budweiser Evan Williams Corona and Woodbridge so yeah. where does dist- what is it distill brands distill brands come from? Nobody's it's ever very heard of odd. It. Why why this choice? Does Do you it, think that someone owned some owed someone like a debt? <laughs> That's what I think. I think this is extortion. It's got to be like it's very odd. So Zach, you're very excited about this. So what are your thoughts here? Well, so there's a few things here. So so one as someone who loves baseball, but maybe has some. Uh, some serious doubts about the people nominally in charge of the sport. Um, it does fit into a pre-existing narrative that I like, which is that the people running major league baseball don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and, and I think it's, I think I want to, I want to reiterate this, this point that was just made by Joanna, which is like, if you look at the list of other alcohol sponsors, not even just setting aside all the other companies that partner with major league baseball. Yeah. We're talking about, some of the largest brands or brands operated by some of the largest conglomerates in the beverage alcohol space. And then we're looking at a company that has like maybe one employee. And it's like, what, what, what amount of money did was, was paid to major league baseball? Because, and I think we'll get into this in a little bit. One of the big questions here is like, why is baseball giving away this probably very valuable 
moniker, right? The official vodka of Major League Baseball for you can't imagine they're settling for a, a piddling sum of money that no. you would think a one a one man operation could drum up. So there has to be an amount of money behind this that is in no way commensurate with the size of this enterprise. And so there's a lot of questions here. And I'm sure that, you know, now that we've reported on it, I'm sure there will be further digging because obviously Major League Baseball is a very prominent entity. And there are lots of people who are very interested in this story. It's like we have seen on social media and stuff after after dropping the piece. And I'm sure that we'll, including us, we will do more investigating into this. And, and I think as of the time we're recording this, like Major League Baseball hasn't commented. I, presumably no. they will say something. But this is very reminiscent of a few things that we've seen. I know, Joanna, you're a uh, Drive to Survive fan. I think, uh, what is it, uh, mm-hmm. Rich uh, Energy is something that uh, has been brought up on uh, oh, yes. social media and stuff as like a sort of similar like sponsor of a of in racing that uh, of, from a company that may the product might not actually really exist. Um, it's unclear. They, they've made huge claims about making like, I think, 93 million cans and yet no one can find <laughs> it. Um, you know, if you look at some of the stuff that's that's linked in the Vine Pair piece, I mean, the the there's no imagery of the actual product like it. it, it so so there's there's a lot of questions. And I think we'll get into this in a little bit about like kind of on the you know, distilled uh, brands international or whatever side of it, like what is in it for them. But from Major League Baseball side, you have to imagine that kind of someone showed up with a big ass check and was like, hey, I want to be the official vodka sponsor. And someone at Major League Baseball was like, cool, we don't have one of those. You got, you know, whatever the dollar amount is, which is presumably pretty high. And, you know, they basically just paid their way into this kind of branding. And apparently no one at Major League Baseball did even the basic amount of due diligence that absolutely not think they would do. And that is the part that I love. I mean, I hate it in a sense, but I love it because it feeds into this narrative that I think is not untrue of like a degree of incompetence there. That's just, you know, it's like a kind of incompetence and a kind of like very, very shallow and narrow minded greed. That's like someone wants to give us money. Cool. Great. Give us money. We don't care what you do. Yeah, like the the comment from in the press release from MLB's CRO was with their breadth of, of creativity and experience in the industry <laughs> and experience in the industry. DBI is a great addition to the MLB lineup of of official sponsors. So like clearly they did zero uh, research into this company that didn't exist prior to this partnership because they have no experience in the industry. I mean, is it just? I mean, is this just Zach that it comes down to the fact that? Every league that's basically not the NFL and the NBA are run by morons. <laughs> because I'm serious. Like when I've talked to people who've been involved on, especially the NFL deals, right? We're lucky enough that we get to talk to really amazing leaders in this in this business. And so people both at Gallo and at Diageo have been very, you know, forthcoming with details about how long the negotiations took, how sort of like how much back and forth there was, how much competition there was how hard it was to make it happen. It just feels like major league baseball. Like, well, no one else wants to be our vodka. So I might as well take this. Like, it's just so odd to me. And like, I, as you all know, think baseball is the dumbest fucking sport <laughs> in, out of all sports, right? It's not so you my must thing. Have loved this too for, for oh, similar, but different reasons. I love it. <laughs> it just proves it's boring. It's boring. It's boring. Well, I guess, and I think vodka. the people, and I think the people who are there, who are running the thing, must be just like good old boys or something that are like chewing tobacco and spitting peanuts or something. <laughs> I don't really know what else is going on, but like, but as as someone who is 
the older brother of a person who loves baseball. My little brother is a massive Braves fan. My brother would totally buy a Braves branded vodka or a Major League Baseball branded vodka. He definitely would, especially if it was in a bat. Come sure. on. Like, That's it'd be, one of the products here. Yes, because that would be a fun thing for him. So like the fact that, yes, there's this weird company. Also, we haven't even gotten to the part that like they have also patented the, this in like hanging bags with spouts yeah. like for tailgating. It's just – it's insane. And that one of their renderings is Barack Obama looking at it. I mean, I you guys have to – you have not looked at this picture uh, that's in the story. It's not just that. It's like – Photoshop that like a high school senior would be embarrassed by. Yeah. It's terrible. It's clearly that it, it's clear that it was just a stock image that they needed, and I don't think they even realize that it's Barack Obama. It's just I so really good. It's just Barack Obama. It's like at, like shopping at the liquor shopping store with a guy. It's just so good. And I like, wonder if that's Biden actually. <laughs> just from the back. No, I'm looking hair. at it right yeah, now. It definitely does not look. Biden. Joe Biden's too tall for that, for one. Yeah, it's um, so good. <laughs> definitely check it out. It's just the most It's the most bizarre thing. And none of this is supposed to drop until 2023, and it's only happening in three states, apparently. New York, Florida, and California. So if you want to check out <laughs> these products, yeah, I, well, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's... you will never, ever, 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 ever be able to buy any of this. Like it doesn't. So exist. you think it's going to get quashed? Well, I, just, I don't even think it's ever. See, so, so the thing that that's been speculated about a little bit, and I think there's something to this. And Adam, you might have some insight here. Is that like the the point of this on the like DBI side is very clearly like we, we so to step back for a second. You have seen things vaguely like this with professional uh, sports franchises. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers got entangled in a sort of mini scandal by partnering, by sort of uh, reaching some sort of partnership deal with um, their quote unquote, I think, official metaverse partner uh, about a year ago. That was a company that uh, until previous, uh, relatively recently before that announcement was like involved in like um, ready to pour concrete uh, and somehow <laughs> pivoted into um, being a uh, a leader in the metaverse uh, to use their words and eventually like when sort of attention was put on this and everyone realized that basically whatever this company which is called color star at the time was promising to do it had no capacity to do it had no track record to do the people involved with it seemingly had no um, actual expertise or credibility and had built essentially nothing and it was pretty clear that what that the what color star was hoping to get out of it was essentially PR and the 76ers were like, oh, here's a check for some amount of money to be something that we didn't know existed. And I think it must be mentioned here that for baseball and for a lot of sports leagues, it's only relatively recently that they really partnered in any meaningful way with um, distilled spirits companies. Like they've had beer sponsors for a long time. That's why the beer sponsors are really recognizable brands. They've had uh, wine sponsors to some extent. That's why they're also recognizable brands. But hard alcohol and sports have not been as tightly linked because especially a sport like baseball has had a little bit of a like, think of the children kind of, um, I don't know, halo attached to <laughs> That's it. A good point. <laughs> think of the children. And so I think there's something where America's it's like someone, time. yeah, <sighs> someone came along and was like, you know, it, there, there's a lack of, you, you would think there would not be this lack of savvy, but again, I don't know if it's the good old boy network as much as like, a, a sort of like just oh here's some money let's take it kind of attitude but i do think that part of the the reason this this sort of scam has been able to be perpetrated is because there isn't the same institutional knowledge of how to like go out and find a vodka sponsor 
Um, even though you think really it be that hard, I mean that's a guess. I don't know. I don't. Have, I mean, I don't know people at Major League Baseball. I guess. But here's um, the thing that bother that boggles my mind about all of this, right? Like, I could see if they had duped them into being like the official sangria sponsor or like the official white lightning sponsor or something like rtd like, or, or the official you know like uh Akavit sponsor or something the fa- yeah the <laughs> fact that it's vodka yeah. and you have so many companies that i guarantee you would have paid that money yeah. I, I like so look maybe diageo is not allowed to sponsor another sports league i don't know what their nfl deal is right but like they have smirnoff big big brand totally could be there right you have Obviously, also Kettle One there. You have Grey Goose at Bacardi. Could easily have been there. You have Deep Eddie at Heaven Hill. I feel like you, Deep Eddie would have been You're really telling good me one. that Deep Eddie doesn't have whatever this company spent to yeah. be the official vodka sponsor? But they're Evan Williams too, right? Yeah, so it doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> unle- unless, like, I mean, all I could think of is that the person who was behind this s- signature at Major League Baseball was like, no one gives a shit about vodka anyways, so we might as well go with a company that's just going to put whatever vodka they want into our branded bottles and into our branded, you know, t- on our team branded baseball bats and whatever, right? And so that's what we're going to give the license to, not to like a Smirnoff or a Deep Eddie or whatever who's going to demand that it still be their brand on the packaging. Sure. Whereas like whiskey, no one's going to buy a high-end bourbon that they at least don't, I mean, or any bourbon unless they have the brand on, right? That's why everyone would buy Evan Williams. I, I, it just, but it's fucking mind-boggling. Well, and you would think that if nothing else, there would be incentive on on baseball's part, as there would be in any of these kind of partnerships, to say, we want to partner with a brand that's going to help enhance our brand, not yeah. one that's going to then suddenly leave us looking like complete chumps. And, you know, <laughs> it kind of doesn't matter however, I mean, however much money DBI paid for this uh, partnership, I, I can't believe it's enough for Major League Baseball to look this foolish. And yeah, sure, maybe if you partner with an established spirits brand, um, you're not going to get you know, you're, you're maybe going to have to make some concessions about like, you know, kind of how the how the packaging looks and all that. But it would be much better for Major League Baseball. I mean, this is what partners, good partnerships are about, right? They're about, to some extent, benefiting both mm-hmm. partners in terms of reputation and aligning those things. I mean, we've talked about that with a lot of partnership things on this podcast relatively recently talking about, you know, luxury brands partnering with one another in different ways. And it would be mm-hmm. preposterous to think about any of those brands not doing any kind of due diligence. I mean, this would be the equivalent of like, you know, a, a, a very well-known, uh, you know, spirits brand partnering with like a theoretical clothing designer who doesn't have, doesn't actually make clothes. Like it's, it's just the fact yeah. that there isn't even a product. It's not like we're like sitting here talking about MLB partnering with a shitty vodka, right? Like something that we all agree is like, crap. right. It's like, they're literally partnering with a thing that does not exist. And it's like one thing to, to see that in the realm of, you know, Web3 and stuff like that, which, which I was talking about before, where like, does any of that exist? Debatable. But here is like an actual physical product that you would think that, yeah, as you just as you said, Adam, that your your brother, a, a baseball fan who also drinks vodka would theoretically be interested in purchasing. And yet there is no product to purchase, which is the most well, one of the most ludicrous things in this whole story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, because yeah, for me, like the thing that is at least a little bit more understandable with Web3 is like, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Exactly. Like we've talked about this before, right? Like, I mean, just look at the NFT. More. If anyone's thinking about, by the way, if you're out there and 
audio land right now and you run a company and you're thinking about doing an NFT right now on the alcohol says, just stop. Like, walk away. <laughs> don't do it. Ever, like, look at the value of the market, how it's completely collapsing, imploding on itself. Look at the value of crypto. It's just don't do it. But you can see how things like that happen in the in this world where everyone's talking about it. So everyone feels like they need to do it right. It was the same when the iPhone came out and then everyone was like, oh, my God, the iPhone, we all have to have an app. So everyone went to whatever app developer they could to build an app, even though you didn't need an app for any of these things. Right. Same for NFTs. So you could see how the 76ers got fucked. Right. They were like. We need to have an. We need to be doing something in Web three. Also, like, look at what's happening with you know all the Top Shot stuff. Like, that's actually on fire and and truly working. One of the only NFTs that actually does work. We should have something of our own. There's this company. I don't know. It's Rich's brother in law. We like Rich. Like, let's you know, let's go for it. Like, that's clearly what probably happened, right? And it's it's so unclear of a space that you could see how people get totally taken advantage of. This is vodka. This is why it makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all you need to do is ask one person, have you had a, you ever had DBI vodka before? No. <laughs> hey, can well, we try like, DBI? They could provide a sample. Yeah. You, you can't even try it. No, it doesn't exist. I mean, the, the funniest thing is to see, I mean, towards the end of the article to see all the stuff that this company's now doing at all-star weekend. This, this yeah. Past week. They did a bunch of stuff. Kind of. Did they, did, did they? They had a booth. <laughs> They had, I mean, they they had and people, and they had what seemed to be prototypes of these beverages there, but nobody actually drinking out of them. This is so strange, man. I will say this. I want to ask you guys, uh, since we're in this conversation, since it's one of the things that they are marketing, booze in a bag sounds like a terrible product idea to me, <laughs> but like, yes, it, it, I, I don't know. It, it feels like who needs... Like, I get it. We are in this space and like, maybe there's something to be said about like moving away from glass bottles. I mean, we've talked about that on the podcast before. And like, maybe there is like the tiny kernel of an idea that's not terrible. Although I think booze in a bag is kind of a, maybe a little too on the nose type uh, term for it. (laughs) But like, what's weird about this is like, it's terrible. Like there's no product. The whole thing is obviously some kind of scam. I think maybe, you know, a, a pump and dump scheme for whatever this, you know, possibly actually traded company as it's unclear but like the like the product idea is like not the worst thing i've ever heard mm-hmm. but like what which brings me to the question of like why aren't they just making this like it wouldn't be that like it's not hard to find vodka that you could put in a bag like there's a lot of it floating around like that's the weirdest thing to me is like you this scam could have been actually effective i think and like stood up to a little bit of scrutiny had there literally been a product and it's not like it's a hard product to come by and yet like there isn't even that which is again the part of this part of the story that i just love and also like weep at i mean it almost feels like to to bring us home it almost feels like someone connected to this guy you know Mm. from dbi was like I know Ted, I'm just going to name him Ted, at MLB, or whoever's in control of sponsorships or whatever, or licensing. I've heard at a dinner party when he was drunk that they're looking to license to more spirits, whatever. And this guy being, as we've seen, like kind of a serial entrepreneur hustler (laughs) was like, I'm going to figure out how to be that vodka that can get that licensing and I will be able to get enough money to pay the fee they want. Like, th- it almost ha- feels like that had to – something had to have happened. I Because it, fe- it I don't think this person would have created the vodka first and then thought he could have 
totally, you know, swindled the Major League Base- Major League Baseball. <laughs> it feels like he must have heard from somebody that there was a gullible person with a very loose pen. <laughs> like that's yeah. all I can think of. I think he has a lot of personal wealth. The DBI guy. Yeah. Well, that's possible. I guess, you know. But just to Zach's point earlier, like this must have. It all goes down to Turks and Caicos. I don't know. This must have taken a lot of money for this partnership to happen, right? Well, and I think think that's the most uncertain piece of this whole thing is like, we don't know what kind of money changed hands. And if it's, you know, if there's something of, if there's a kind of an, uh, you know, insider dealing. Because like, I think you, I don't know that you can speak to anything specifically, but I don't, I think you sort of hinted at before adam that's like some of the people that we know in the industry were like we didn't even know this was a thing that was like mlb was out there it's not like they put out you know a call for bids and then like these people came in with the highest bid it's like suddenly they've gotten and again it's not like to come back it's not like a, a your official metaverse partner which wasn't even a thing two years ago it's like major league baseball could have found a vodka partner in a very conventional way had they cared to and somehow they didn't care to and that's a story that we would love to get more information on um if you guys know anything podcast at vinepair.com like how how baseball came to this side of it because i think we kind of understand that what's in it for dbi right yeah a lot (laughs) and you know we don't exactly know what dbi is what they intended to what they intend or intended to do but like it's pretty clear where their benefit is because they are literally a company of one person and being affiliated with like any kind of entity let alone one as well known as major league baseball is obviously a huge win for them but like where mlb side of the story is is completely a mystery still since they haven't commented and will be fascinating to find out I, we might have to do a follow-up podcast because, like, I'm still giddy about this. It's um, so yeah, that's the part yeah. that I just don't understand. But also, like, can you imagine getting, you know, a one-liter bag of just vodka at a baseball game? Well, I don't think the point is to sell them at baseball games. Like, they're oh. not selling you a liter of vodka at oh. baseball games. I think it's like to put oh, in liquor scores. And you're just yeah, like you're, or like for oh. tailgating or for whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the yeah. RTDs are for the game. I love the idea of <laughs> no. you're being like, yeah, they're just going to give you a bag of vodka. Just, and then in. you're going to go, they're going to do it stands. before. So here, here's the thing. They're totally trying to copy the Savannah Bananas. And so what's going to happen is. What is that? Oh, oh the God. Savannah I mean, Bananas? You know what the Savannah Bananas are, Adam, for someone who hates baseball. <laughs> oh, but I think that the Savannah Bananas are the best because they're anti-baseball. <laughs> they're just like about having fun. And so basically they're going to like give it to you pre you're going to get like the bag at like the second inning or whatever. You're going to, you have to finish it by the seventh and then you, whoever can run the bases during the seventh inning stretch wins tickets to the next game. And an immediate trip to the hospital. My God. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, what else is going on? Anyways, this, this story is batshit. There's more to come. We were going to do a whole other part of this podcast about just the allure of sponsoring sports in general when it comes to alcohol. But obviously there's too much to talk about here. So we will come back to that maybe in a very soon new episode because I am very interested to chat about sort of is sports the last bastion of sponsorship really right is that really the last place that has massive return for brands if it's not obviously partnering them with you know very keyed in the last you know publications and fashion (laughs) brands and things like that I think sports are probably your last opportunity to have mass reach Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's that's a conversation for another time because this was just too insane to not spend the entire time talking about it. So uh, let us know what you think. Podcast at VinePair.com. Read the story. It's up on the site. It's very easy to find. The headline is very clear. Uh, <laughs> and Zach and Joanne, I'll talk to you Friday. Talk to you then. Sounds great. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you love this show as much as we love making it, then please leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and recorded in New York City and Seattle, Washington by myself and Zach Jabal, who does all the editing and loves to get the credit. Also, I would love to give a special shout out to my Vine Pair co-founder, Josh Mallon, for helping make all this possible. And also to Keith Beavers, Vine Pair Tastings Director, who is additionally a producer on this show. I also want to, of course, thank every other member of the Vine Pair team who are instrumental in all of the ideas that go into making this show every week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again.